The Colts are going to be without a key piece as they face one of the most dominant players at their position this weekend. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, all right. What's up? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked On today to get 10% off your first month. What's up all? I am Jake Arthur of HorseshoeHuddle.com your resident credentialed member media of the site, uh, bringing you the latest scoopage from the facility and the stadium on Sundays. Now, today we're going to give you our final wrap-up before uh, the Colts take on the Buccaneers this Sunday, week 12 at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, Just going to run through some key injuries. Uh, The injury report is out for both teams now, so we know who's in, who's out, who's questionable. Uh, Some key areas I'm looking at, just some highlighted stats that might be the difference between winning and losing. Uh, or at least that might be weighted pretty heavily. And then some of the player matchups that I'm I'm really keying in on as well. Uh, so let's go ahead and start uh, with the Colts, their injuries. Uh, I was out at the facility earlier today, Friday. Uh, if you didn't already catch it, uh, Coach Shane Steichen already ruled out cornerback Juju Brents, who has a quad injury, tight end Drew Ogletree, who has a foot injury, and then center Ryan Kelly, who has a concussion. Uh, linebacker and special teams ace Grant Stewart is questionable with an illness. Uh, so Brents and Ogletree weren't practicing. Uh, Brents hasn't practiced in, in several weeks now after getting injured against the Browns with that quad. Uh, so it means that'll be Daryl Baker Jr. and Jalen Jones again getting the, the primary looks outside at corner uh, with Kenny Moore in the nickel. Drew Ogletree remains out as well. I expect Will Mallory will will kind of come in and fill that slot. Ryan Kelly is um, is the most noteworthy one here. So he suffered a concussion against the Patriots, the second one this season. And so far, it's kind of followed the same pattern. Uh, so he progresses through the practice report throughout the week, uh, continuing to go through the concussion protocol. And, you know, on both times that he's had the concussion, he's been a full participant Thursday. And then on Friday, he did not participate and was ruled out and did not clear the concussion protocol. Uh, Steichen didn't call it a setback, but said that he just didn't clear the, the protocol in time. So um, if it follows the same that it did last time earlier in the season, you know, he'll miss Sunday against the Buccaneers, but hopefully be back next week against the, the Titans. So that means uh, we're going to see Wesley French uh, at center, who is uh, he's seen action in five games this year. So he's he's still a little green, but he's not just being thrown into the fire necessarily. He's, he's pretty experienced to this point. Uh, the tough part about that is it's going against Vita Vea from the Buccaneers, who um, most people are going to say that is their top nose tackle in the NFL. Uh, he not only is an elite run defender, but he also leads the Buccaneers in sacks. I think he's got four and a half or five and a half, uh, but the guy can can kind of do it all. So for the Colts not to be at full strength against one of the premier players at their position in the league, that's tough. Um, but again, I really don't have any gripes about what French has done in the five games that he's played this season. You, of course, want to be at 
full strength, but you know, it is what it is at this point. I mean, the Colts do have Quentin Nelson playing at a really high level. Will Fries has taken the next step in his development as well. Uh, so French isn't really going to be flanked by any weak, weak links. Like his his line mates will be able to help him out quite a bit. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of the scoop there. Uh, as for the Buccaneers, so for them, they are hurting a little more when it comes to really important players, uh, guys who have already been ruled out. Linebacker Levante David with a groin injury. That is their top linebacker. And then cornerback Jamel Dean, top outside corner. He's got an ankle and a foot. Uh, both of them are very, very key pieces to a Buccaneers run defense. That is one of the very best in the league. You could call them top five. You could call them top three. Uh, statistically, they measure up either way. Uh, so they're going to be out without their top linebacker and their top cornerback. Uh, guys who are game time decisions. Another starting outside corner, Carlton Davis with a hip. Linebacker Devin White, who was, you know, one of the preeminent defenders in the NFL when the Buccaneers were were winning their Super Bowl back in their Super Bowl window. Uh, defensive tackle Mike Green with a calf and defensive end Logan Hall illness. Uh, so we already know two really key defenders are going to be out. Of those four, Carlton Davis and Devin White are obviously the noteworthy ones. If either of them misses time, this could be a big, big opportunity for the Colts offense. Uh, both running the ball and passing the ball because the Buccaneers are are really, really banged up. And, you know, it already was a good matchup for the Colts, I think, uh, at least statistically speaking. And now you're you're taking a hit with even some some guys that just their value to the defense just weighs even more. Uh, now, Davis and White, for what it's worth, they've kind of not had a great time uh, this season overall, at least if if you ask pro football focus uh, by their metrics, both guys have got pretty abysmal grades. Uh, I know just from the, the casual Buccaneers observances I made this season, uh, people I, I follow online, they don't seem to be uh, all that thrilled with their performances so far. So regardless, th those guys play a key role in the defense. And for the Buccaneers to be without them, Again, like I mentioned, it's a very big opportunity for the Colts to do a little something on Sunday. Uh, so coming up next, what are the key areas? Like where are both the Colts and Buccaneers? Where do they really excel? Where are they vulnerable? And how will that matter to either team and which ones might be able to take exception? Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you guys get a $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a pretty good return on investment. That means $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Uh, I know sports betting can be overwhelming. You don't know what to do. That's why, again, this really is something for everybody. They got so many different things to bet on. Uh, th there's some really easy stuff, and maybe you get that itch to really get into sports betting if you check out something on there that you really like. Uh, I, I know for a lot of casual fans, the uh, the player props are, are really, really entertaining. I'd have to agree. Uh, so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
and Locked On. It's got some big things going on, guys. We've got the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever, ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's really good stuff. Whether you're into football, baseball, basketball, what have you, they've got really good stuff on there. I've been checking it out lately. It's it's good. Uh, so let's look at some of the kind of the strengths and weaknesses in this game between the Colts and the Bucks. Uh, so looking offensively for both teams, uh, things that stick out. So the Colts are seventh in red zone scoring in the NFL, 60%. Uh, they're ninth in scoring overall. So the red zone, their success there, uh, that's a big reason why they were the last team in the NFL to have scored 20 points in each game. Uh, that finally got busted against the Patriots, but that's one reason why the Colts were so efficient at scoring. Uh, they are tied for seventh and fewest sacks allowed with just 22. Uh, and 10th in rushing, 118 yards per game. I am pretty impressed by that because it feels like it's been a while since they've had a big rushing performance. And so much of it was tied into the early season success of Zach Moss. And on top of it, defenses have been keying in on stopping the run. Like every week, ever since Anthony Richardson has been gone, they've they've tried to make Gardner Minshew beat them. And so despite honing in on the run, the Colts have still had some success. Now, something's going to have to give on this one uh, because the Buccaneers are pretty good against the run. Uh, they're fifth against the run overall at 90 yards per game. I believe they're second in yards per carry allowed as well. So uh, it's a legit strength of theirs is defending the run. And like I mentioned, Vita Vey is a big part of it. Levante David and Devin White are a big part of it as well. Even their cornerbacks. Uh, in general, defenses can't be successful overall as a whole unit against the run unless the DBs are participating as well. And that is definitely the case for the Buccaneers with those cornerbacks, and they're banged up too. So the Colts have had success against the run. I have no doubt the Buccaneers are going to try and make Minshew beat them, but they're not nearly at full strength going to, you know, they, they've not got all their guys there who might be able to stop Taylor and Moss. And I don't know if you guys caught uh, Chris Ballard's availability on the Colts official podcast recently during the bye week. Uh, but he mentioned how he thought this last game with Jonathan Taylor absolutely dominating all the touches uh, in the backfield was more of an outlier and that the coaches are going to work on ways to get Zach Moss more involved as well. Uh, so after the bye week, you've got to think that starts now. Uh, so I kind of think the Colts might still try and establish the run heavily with both players in this one. They're going to have to test the waters and see how it works early, but I do anticipate them trying to make that happen because I think the perfect game plan for them, if the run game is working, would be then to set up play action, let Gardner kind of pick off some things over the middle, especially without Levante David back there, those cornerbacks. Uh, it's This already on paper is a decent matchup for Gardner Minshew, but especially with the injuries and especially if the run game is clicking, I think Minshew might be able to really, really do something. Uh, so I don't want to don't want to leave the Bucks totally out with their offense, though. Uh, they have allowed even fewer sacks than the Colts so far, only twenty. Um, their offensive line has had some shaky performances. You look at last week, especially the 49ers, The 49ers' defense is unreal, so that's a whole different animal in itself. 
Uh, but it did show that they can, you know, they're banged up and they can be a little bit vulnerable as well. Uh, they are also tied for fourth in the fewest giveaways, only 10. They don't turn the ball over a whole lot. So, I mean, say what you will about Baker Mayfield. I know a lot of people will, but he's not had a ton of turnovers. This whole unit overall has not turned the ball over a lot. And that's something the Colts defense has really taken advantage of in recent weeks is creating those takeaways. So something's got to give there. Uh, but then you look at kind of the weaknesses of the Buccaneers offense. Uh, they are 28th uh, in, let's see, 28th, I believe, in, in third downs. It's 46.4%. Or uh, that's actually red zone scoring, uh, pardon me. And then 32nd in rushing. They're dead last in rushing. So not great there. Uh, that's an offensive line that doesn't create a ton of, of opportunities there. Uh, and then overall, Rashad White has just not really – he's been pretty good as a multi-threat player, but not necessarily just as a pure runner. Uh, so the Colts have been pretty vulnerable without Grover Stewart, allowing over 150 yards per game uh, on the ground. So that's another area where it's been a weakness for the Colts, but it's also a weakness for the Bucks. Are the Bucks going to be able to take advantage of that? Or will the Colts defense, especially coming off a of bye, finally kind of step up and plug up an area that's been a real issue for them because in the whole history of the NFL, for the most part, if a team is able to uh, run the ball, that's an easy way to try to control things. You control the clock at that point. If you're able to score points, it just becomes a huge, huge problem. Uh, the Colts have gotten away with having some weak uh, opponents recently but the Buccaneers are not near as weak as we've seen with the Panthers and the Patriots. So uh, defensively, uh, the Colts are 25th overall. I mean, this isn't going to be news to everyone here. Uh, Colts defense is 25th overall, uh, 358.5 yards per game, 25th against the rush, as we mentioned, 26th against scoring. It's not been totally great. They did get a little bit of a break these last couple weeks, again, against the Patriots and Panthers. Uh, the bye week certainly helped to get guys a little bit healthy as well. Uh, the Buccaneers have some strengths on defense as well. Uh, they're first in the red zone. Uh, red zone scoring 34.4%. Again, that's another one where it's a, a strength against weakness. The Colts are seventh in red zone scoring on offense. Uh, Bucks are first red zone scoring on defense. Uh, again, I mentioned they're fifth against the run. But then, again, you look at they kind of have some – Wholesale issues like the Colts do as well, though. 26th overall, right behind the Colts, 30th and third down defense, and then 31st against the pass. If you caught my crossover episode with James Yarcho from Locked on Bucks on Thursday, uh, he mentioned it's legit. They are, you know, sometimes you see that a team is like really good against the run and then really low against the pass or vice versa. And it's like, is one of those because of the other? Like they can take advantage in one area. So they don't have to do much of the other. James said, no, it's legit. They are really good against the run and really bad against the pass. Uh, so that's one reason I am thinking that Gardner Minshew could have a decent game. Whatever a decent game really looks like for him, he's never going to be a guy with gaudy stats. You're, you're never going to see him with like some prime Drewbury stat line. But whatever a good, efficient game from Gardner Minshew looks like, I think we should hopefully be able to see it because even at full strength, those are the, the Buccaneers numbers on defense and they are not going to be at full strength as we've already mentioned quite a bit about the injury. So coming up next, 
What are some of the particular player spotlights, matchups, uh, individuals in general that we ought to keep an eye on in this one? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on. You know, if, if you look at it as you just feel like you're treading water or even drowning at times, like therapy can be a good little life raft to kind of settle you back, bring you back to your baseline and just kind of gather your bearings and go back to it and, and just kind of try and tackle uh, each day at a time. If you guys are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Because, uh, I mean, if you're entrusting someone and pouring out your heart and soul, you want to be comfortable with that person. Uh, BetterHelp makes that very easy. No additional charge to you know work through things and find a, a counselor that really you know fits for you. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. And remember, we've got our friends over at Nevermore, which is one of the absolute coolest bars in downtown Indy that I have been to. Uh, again, if they were around in my heyday when I was in my early 20s going out and, and getting into nonsense, I would have loved to have gone there. It would have been a nice chill time. At Nevermore, get lost in literality and experience a place filled with intricate design and immersive experiences. From upscale food and spirits to music and entertainment, Nevermore will never be a predictable destination. There's 25,000 square feet of space, with, uh, which features multiple rooms. Nevermore has an elevated pub food menu, an old world style pub in the center of the space, featuring classic handcrafted cocktails, draft beer, wine, and seltzers. You love nooners. You love uh, ain't no laws when you're drinking claws like some of us do sometimes. They got it for you. Whatever. There's also a secret passage to a hidden speakeasy bar, a rooftop terrace, uh, which has an absolutely incredible view of the city. This time of year, maybe you catch an unseasonably warm day. Still make your way up there because it's it's a really good time. If I remember correctly, I think they've got heaters up there too. Uh, so even if it's cold, you can still go up there. Uh, they also have a game bar with classic billiards, duck pen bowling, arcade games, and more. Visit Nevermore under the historic Union Station on South Meridian Street in downtown Indy. Follow Nevermore Union Station on Instagram or nevermoreunionstation.com. Escape and explore the extraordinary at Nevermore. All right, so I'm looking at this game. I've kind of already explained some of the offensive keys I think could come into play. Some of the, you know, a, kind of a player spotlight on a couple guys. Uh, but defensively is really where I'm looking at this one uh, because I already kind of feel confident about the Colts offense going in this one, you know, coming off a of bye week Shane Steichen being, being able to cook up something. I'm confident in that. Uh, but the other way around the defense, you've really never known what you're going to get from them. Luckily they've been able to kind of capitalize on weaker opponents. Uh, but this one, the, the Buccaneers are capable of some big things. And again, Referencing the crossover episode on Thursday, I really wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of a high-scoring game. Maybe not to the level of the, the Colts-Browns game, but something of that nature, maybe. So I'm looking at uh, DeForest Buckner, Pay, and Dio Adangbo. I think 
the trio as a whole or any of those three guys has a real opportunity here to have a big performance. Uh, in the last three weeks, those three have combined for seven and a half sacks and nine tackles for loss. Uh, just looking at how things have been going for the Buccaneers, uh, their their line, which was a real strength for them back just a couple years ago with Tom Brady, it's kind of faltering. Uh, looking at right guard Cody Malk, right tackle Luke Gedeke, and left guard Aaron Stinney. Those guys have not had the easiest time. Uh, pass block efficiency hasn't really been a, a huge strength there. Uh, so looking at that right side of the line, the interior in general, DeForest Buckner can be anybody, but you know these are some young guys. We know Cody Malk is a rookie. We highlighted him as someone who might be good for the Colts going into this this uh, recent draft. Uh, but no, this this is a young group who they're not there yet, and the Colts have some guys who could probably take advantage of that. So uh, Buckner, Pay, and Dio Adangbo. Uh, and then you go to the the last level of the defense. I'm looking at Jalen Jones and Daryl Baker Jr. Now they've got a big one against Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin. You know those guys are primetime playmakers. Godwin hasn't necessarily been the same guy he was a few years back before his injuries, uh, but Mike Evans is kind of having a, a career resurgence. Now he's a guy who has a thousand yards every year. He's got the NFL record for uh, consecutive thousand yard seasons uh you know to start a seat to start a career and honestly he's kind of on pace for like his best year in about four or five years uh right now he's got 48 catches for 780 yards and seven touchdowns already so he's feeling it baker mayfield and him have a good connection uh but jones and baker jr they've been playing some good football recently yes it's been against bryce young and mac jones and some receiving cores that are real rough uh, but still, the last three weeks, that the pair have only allowed one touchdown. They got four pass breakups, and they have a uh, passer rating of 85.9 when being targeted. So they've been playing good football. All you can ask is that you play good football against the guys in front of you, and whether they're primetime players or you know guys who are kind of going through it a little bit, you're you can only perform as well as you can against the guys who are presented against you, and that's you know. They've been answering the bell, basically. Uh, so, yeah, this this will be a tough one for them. Uh, but I talked to like Jalen Jones today, for example, really embracing that matchup with Mike Evans. Knows it's a guy who has been playing big-time football um, throughout his career, but really at his age, over 30 years old, is, is you know, he's taking his, his game up again. Uh, so that's a great matchup. I kind of liken it to the DeAndre Hopkins matchup earlier in the year. Uh, Hopkins, a big crafty veteran who could just beat any corner in the game, basically. Uh, and he, I think he went off for like 150 yards. So he had a huge game against the Colts. Uh, Mike Evans has been even more effective this year. Uh, so I don't think anyone's going to be mad if Mike Evans has a good game against this young Colts secondary. Uh, but it's a clear and obvious area to highlight. So uh, those are kind of the, the player spotlights that I'm looking at in this one. Uh, if, if there's anyone on the Buccaneers who you guys really think is a problem or, or really the Colts need to be cognizant of or just whatever your favorite matchup is in this one, uh, be sure to drop a comment or even you know put it in a comment in the reviews or something on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you. Uh, but with that one, that's it until the game, guys. Uh, Zach and I will talk to you right after the game. We'll bring you our initial thoughts following Colts and Buccaneers. If you don't already, follow at LockedOnColts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. 
Also subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love your ratings and reviews as well. And with that, we will see you guys after the game.